Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We also want to recognize our two new partners, uh, We Coach Sports. Uh, go to wecoachsports.org to find out all the resources uh, that are available to you as an athletic director and your coaching staff. That's We Coach at wecoachsports.org. We also want to recognize our partner, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Uh, go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org and check out all the uh, resources that are, again, available to you as an AD and your coaching staff through this organization. So we coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, our two new partners on the Educational AD Podcast. Now let's hear from our sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets for your athletic events online. They'll teach you how to scan the attendees that come to the games. Also show you how to collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you will have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. Hometown Ticketing can also help you set up uh, selling tickets for things like school dances or theater, music, and performing arts uh, events. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with communication and attendance and even help them manage their own certification. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk, and your data is secure with Final Forms. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com, start creating custom branded content for your school's social media channels. That's gipper.com. We also wanna say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and see how over 200,000 teams in 40 sports are using Huddle to capture, analyze, and learn from video and data. Okay, Huddle has tools for every team, every coach, and every athlete. Uh, as a head football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved it. They've got a professional solution for any problem that your school, your coaches have. Once again, go to huddle.com and see how over 6 million users are finding out how analytics can help them perform better. Uh, learn more about Huddle by going to huddle.com. You can see it in action um, by talking to their professionals. 
Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to the good people at SnapRaise. Go to SnapRaise.com and see how better fundraising can make a better program. Our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. There's no upfront cost. You can manage the um, participation as much as you want to. Uh, our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was great. And as an athletic director, I knew what was going on, but I wasn't involved. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your school is critical, and you can put the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference to work for you. It's easy, it's safe, and it works. Go to SnapRaise.com and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools just like yours raise. Okay. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to SnapRaise.com. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They sponsored the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys at my schools for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back was almost always overwhelmingly positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit, and sometimes they'd share a small problem that you could address and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. If you've never done a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. We want to thank Sideline Interactive. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out how their uh, indoor scoring tables and video boards can not only generate funds for your athletic department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Okay, We were one of the first schools in Florida to have a sideline interactive indoor scoring table, and it was just fantastic. Of course, we used it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile. And the customer service from Sideline Interactive is just fantastic. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or send them an email at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to get started. That's sidelineinteractive.com, indoor scoring tables and video boards. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's school record boards for all your teams or have a really neat video hall of fame for your athletic department, you need to talk to the folks at Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. They uh, have an entire library of templates and a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles to let you honor and recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more information, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or send them an email to sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we recently made our first 
ever visit to the state of Montana. And we're back already with visit number two. Our guest today is Chris Lee. Chris is a registered athletic administrator, and he's the activities director at Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. So Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, again, you and I were talking before we came on, um, you know, uh, Brenner Flayton uh, was our first Montana guest. Uh, you're number two, so that's pretty impressive. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that Chris Lee bio in about four minutes. Uh, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, kind of take us up to the college years, and then we'll uh, take a break and come back and hear more about your career. So um, tell us the Chris Lee story. Sure. Um, I did get to listen to Brenner's interview. It was great. Brenner's a really good AD. Um, my story is actually really similar to his. I'm, I was born and raised in Sydney, so I'm back in my hometown, um, which is awesome. The community was great to have someone come back and, and want to be in this position and want to bolster, you know, Sydney High School, Sydney Athletics, things like that. Um, I grew up, you know, playing multiple sports, everything I could. My parents were very active and involved with my Involvement, me and my sisters did a lot of different things. Um, I played basketball through elementary school. I played soccer. Uh, soccer started in Sydney when I was in third grade, and I started that right away and went through high school. Uh, played football, you know, elementary through high school. Um, but my two biggest sports were hockey and baseball. Um, hockey's a club sport in Sydney. It's not school affiliated. Same with baseball. We played Legion baseball. Uh, Montana just added high school baseball this year, which is very exciting. But when I grew up, it was just Legion ball, Babe Ruth, things like that. Um, but those were my two passions. Uh, my only school sport really was football. Um, loved it too. I mean, my I always told people my favorite sport was the one I was currently playing. I, I just enjoyed it. I bought into every sport I played. I enjoyed my coaches, teammates, all that kind of stuff. Um, so great experiences as a, as a child, you know, playing sports in high school, everything like that. Um, I would I wouldn't say I was great at any of them, but I enjoyed the heck out of all of them and and just loved to play the game. Um, I went to college. I went to Dickinson State, just like where Brenner went. Um, I went only there my freshman year, actually. Um, had no clue what I wanted to do. Had no idea what I was doing. I just knew I should probably go to college. You know, I didn't have the financial support to to really know what I was doing and and get help like that. I didn't have any athletic scholarships or anything. Um, I did try. I talked to my Legion coach at the time for baseball and I said, how can I, you know, how can I join the baseball team at, at college? What should I do? And I went and met with the coach and I tried to walk on the team. I, I showed up about two weeks late to their fall practices and it just, it just wasn't the right fit for me. I, you know, I felt like a, a fish out of water and not really not bought into the team, I guess. And part of that was on me not knowing what I was doing. Um, so I, I gave that up. I gave up my athletic career at that point. Um, disappointing for me. I wanted to keep doing it, stay involved, stay active. You know, I know the value of athletics and, and what it means for my personal life. Um, but I made the decision then to stop. I had I was young enough. I got to play another summer of Legion ball that next summer, um, which was great. I got to go back to Sydney and play baseball that summer. Um, but then that summer, I did a lot of thinking. I decided to transfer to the University of North Dakota in Grand Forks. Um, and then I finished out my undergrad there. Um, that's when I decided I wanted, you know, education and coaching was something I really loved and wanted to do. So I chose that as my major. I, I majored in kinesiology and had a K through 12 
um, teaching degree, so physical education, uh, minor in coaching from UND. Um, while I was at UND, I worked at the Wellness Center. Um, very good facilities, very good programming, um, and really got into the campus recreation world. I started as an official, you know, doing intramurals and club sports, um, worked my way up. And by the time I graduated, I was the top student leader. I was the program manager at UND at the Wellness Center. Um, so I really fell in love with officiating. Um, you know, I intramurals, I could do anything I wanted, whether it was, you know, broom ball at the Ralph Engelstead Arena on a Sunday night, ref and broom ball, or um, ref probably five nights a week, ref and hockey there at the Ralph, which is one of the nicest arenas in the country. So it was an awesome experience for me. Um, had some great bosses, great leaders there at that program. Um, and then um, during my sophomore year at UND, I, again, didn't know what I was doing financially to afford this college degree. Um, so I made the decision that the tough decision had my parents and girlfriend and, you know, a lot of people that I talked to about this, but I decided to join the Army National Guard um, in North Dakota. So I spent six years in the National Guard, you know, weekend warrior, you got to do once a month and then in the summertime, some commitment there. So um, that was another awesome experience for me, great way to become a leader, you know, discipline, all the kinds of the seven army values that I really still live by today. Um, so that was another great experience for me. I got to spend a year in, in Washington, D.C. for my quote unquote deployment. I was part of the air, air defense artillery. So I was there, you know, after 9-11, they have a rotation to protect the national airspace in D.C. So um, really good experience for me. That was great. And that helped me pay for school, which was another great benefit. Um, and then actually after my semester where I was supposed to student teach, I had a really good opportunity um, to go to Carroll University in Wisconsin and start my graduate program. Um, so I actually forewent my student teaching. I decided to stop, graduate early, and then take a tuition waiver and become a graduate assistant at Carroll University with their rec sports program. Um, which again, campus recreation, club sports, intramurals, things like that. So um, had a full tuition waiver to go to grad school and I wasn't gonna pass that up. Um, so I did that. And then here in my position here, I did a semester of student teaching at Sydney. So I finished my K-12 degree, got my license, all that kind of stuff. So um, really good education experience, um, great time at both all three schools. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my story through college. Wow. Um, as I was listening to all of that, I'm just thinking all those different experiences, you know, the, the working in college as an official and all the different sports, um, you know, your National Guard experience. Thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, what a great prep uh, for, you know, anybody, uh, you know, but especially maybe an athletic director, um, you know, prior to even, you know, setting foot on campus in your first job. Very, very cool stuff. For our listeners, our guest today is Chris Lee. He's a registered athletic administrator, and he's the activities director at Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. We're going to come back and hear a little bit more about uh, that, but let's take our first break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And if you go to hometownticketing.com, they can show you how to sell your 
tickets digitally online. It'll teach you how to scan the attendees that come to their games. It'll also show you how to collect your revenue, which is important. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com, and they'll also show you how you can sell tickets to things like school dances or theater productions, music performances, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, our guest is Chris Lee from Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. Chris, you talked about, um, you know, coming back to Sydney, doing your student teaching. Uh, share a little bit about those, you know, early years, and then talk about uh, what I like to call uh, coming over to the other side of the desk as the uh, athletic director, activities director. Sure. Yeah, so so after Carroll University, um, like I said, I had a great mentor, great boss there, um, and great boss at UND as well with Campus Rec. So um, I was really bought into the Campus Rec world in college, um, and that's what I thought I was going to do full-time for good for the rest of my life. Um, I was really involved with NURSA. It's, it's a lot like the NIAAA, but it's the college rec version of that. Um, so I went to many national conferences while I was in college, met a lot of great people, had a lot of networking there. Um, and I did some interviews. I had people, you know, lead me in the right direction. <clears throat> and I landed a job at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. So I was the kind of like Brenner. He was back in Wyoming for a little while. So um, I, I was the intramural coordinator, full full time position at the University of Wyoming. And I only did that for one year. Um, kind of funny story. I, when I, in my interview for that job, the, the director at the time asked me, and I think he's still there, but he asked me, you know, what do you want to do? What's your five-year plan, your future plans? And I said, I'd like to be an athletic director someday, um, whether that's college or high school or, or somewhere, just some type of job related to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it just so happened a year later, this position in Sydney opened up, um, so I had to go back to my boss and say, hey, you remember that interview question you asked me? Well, it, it just happened. I got a call from a friend back home and they said it's open. And, you know, I've always kept in touch with people back in Sydney, former coaches, teachers, things like that, and told them I'd love to come back someday. Um, so I threw my hat in and, and got the job here in Sydney. So um, I don't know how many folks you've interviewed that have actually never been a varsity coach before they're an athletic director or... Um, and I, I wasn't even a teacher, so I, I didn't come from teaching. I had the degree. Um, I had plans to coach someday. I got into, you know, some more officiating. I was officiating high school football at, at Wyoming that year, um, but I haven't coached um, varsity athletics. I've done a lot of youth things while I was in college. Like I said, a lot of officiating, but I don't have that varsity coaching experience, so I was a little nervous coming into the job without having that and being so young. I was you know, that was 2018. I was 28 at the time. Um, and coming in to be an athletic director with a lot of my former coaches and teachers, I was a little nervous about that. Um, but it's been great. I've been here. This is going on year five for me as the AD in Sydney. Um, you know, I've started teaching a little bit. I do a couple classes um, throughout the day. And it's, it's just been a really good experience. I love being back home doing the, my thing you know, with my former coaches, some of them are still on staff. Um, 
and just being able to bolster and, and improve what we do here in Sydney has been really good. You know, um, I remember a hundred years ago uh, when I was starting out, um, I was substitute teaching. I came back to my high school, uh, again, straight out of college. And uh, obviously my coaches are still there and, uh, you know, it took some good natured ribbing. You know, you became a teacher. Boy, you remember that time. And so how was that coming back, you know, working with some of your former coaches? There was definitely some of that. And it more came from me thinking, oh, man, am I really going to go back and see my algebra teacher who I was not great with in class? And, you know, I was kind of the class clownish type kid in high school, very outgoing, you know, outspoken. And all of my all of my former teachers that are still here or were here the last couple of years said, no, you were, you know, good kid. You know, you weren't in trouble. You weren't a bad kid. Um, but that was part of the nerves too, being young, coming back and thinking, oh, man am I still in trouble back in high school? You know, just some funny things like that, but no, it's been awesome. You know, the coaches that are still here that I had are great to work with. Um, another funny story, hall of fame coach guy Melby is our wrestling coach. We're, you know, five time state champs right now in a row, which is amazing. We're very good wrestling program, but I told him a couple of years ago, I said, you're, you're a lot nicer than you used to be in when I was in high school. And that's just a different perspective, I guess. You know, he's a great guy, great human being, great coach. And he was never mean. He was just a good coach. You know, that was just the persona he had for, for high school kids, but not a mean guy whatsoever. And it's great to work with people like him, learn from him um, and, and other coaches as well. You know, I don't try to be the boss and know everything and be an expert. I tell each coach, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you what to do in volleyball because that's your program to run. So, um, you know, it's, it's been really good. No, and I love that point. Uh, you know, it's not about being the boss. It's about finding those great coaches mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, how can I help you? Uh, you know, how can I make your job easier? Very important point. Uh, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Chris Lee. He's a registered athletic administrator and he's the activities director also in charge of athletics at Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. We're going to take another break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to the good people at Final Forms. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but they're so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies and about physicals and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like communication and attendance and even help with their own certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And your information is secure with Final Forms. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and get started with final forms. Welcome back everyone to the educational AD podcast. Chris, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to uh, give a shout out to some of the mentors that they've had. No one in this profession gets to where they're at on their own. So uh, who are some of the people that have helped you on the way? Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it's got to start with the parents. Um, my, my, my dad owned a bakery in Sydney. We're a small community, so it was the only bakery in town. Um, and that's, 
there's so many people that go in and out the door there. I got to grow up, you know, helping package buns when I was a kid and, you know, just be there to see that all the time. And my parents knew everybody in town. My mom was the type of person that built a relationship literally with anybody she met. She said she was the type to say hi, you know, start conversations. Um, she could tell you who their uncle's aunt's brother's sister was. You know, she was that type of person that just loved people. She knew everybody. Um, and my dad being in his business, everybody knew who he was. He didn't necessarily know everybody, but everybody knew who Baker Boy was and, and the business he had and, and the reputation they had with that great business. Um, so just learning relationship building from them was huge. You know, being nice to people, um, striking up conversations, being friendly all the time, asking for help when you need it, things like that. So learned a lot from them with that kind of stuff. Um, some former coaches when I was growing up, um, Hall of Famer Guy Melby, he was an assistant football coach as well. Um, great mentor, great person. Mike Gear, you know, Hall of Fame football coach. He was my high school varsity coach. Great guy. Um, our, our offensive coordinator, I was a wide receiver in high school. Our offensive coordinator was Brent Leibach. And his last year teaching in Sydney was my senior year. So it was really fun. We had a great you know, we were typically often, you know, run the ball option offense. And that year he just threw the playbook away and started over. You know, he, I don't know if he knew it was his last year, but it was a really fun season. And he was the type of coach that enjoyed every minute of coaching. You could just see it when you showed up at practice, he was, you know, loving the game, having a great time on the sidelines, joking with the players, you know, just loved coaching. So I saw that as a, at a young age, that this was something that could be really fun to do. Um, hockey coach was Jason Schmier, um, another great mentor, great coach, uh, Damon McLaughlin, baseball coach, hockey coach, um, love that guy. He was just like Brent loved every minute of coaching. Um, just a great role model to have. If you had questions, he would find the answer. If he didn't know it right away, um, things like that. And then another baseball coach, Jesse Nesper. I, I still talk to him all the time. Every new job I've got, he's been a reference for me. Um, you know, we talk about issues in our schools, you know, things coming up, baseball things, talk a lot about baseball. So great to stay in touch with these guys um, and just lean on them being mentors of mine. <clears throat> like I said, um, at University of North Dakota, Carroll University, and then at, at Wyoming, I had three great bosses. The three that I worked with the most, um, Patrick Marco at UND, Dan Demerit at Carroll, and Adam Burke in Wyoming. Um, just great people, you know, being involved with that nurse program in college, um, learning the ropes on how to do job interviews, how to move on to the next level. And, and all of them knew it was, you know, the, the goal was to get me to somewhere else. You know, I wasn't stuck there forever. The goal was to improve, get better at my, you know, in college and then grad school and then my first job. Um, but just picking their brains all the time, asking questions. Um, figuring out how to get better and improve at whatever it was that I was working on. Um, so those three great mentors, great bosses to have. Um, my admin team here now in Sydney, um, we get along really well. They're all sport-minded people. They, you know, we, we go back and forth. They have ideas for me. I have ideas for them. Um, it's great to work with them and, and learn some things from them. Um, and then just other ADs in the state, in our region, um, 
there's some guys that I go to immediately if I have questions. Brenner's one of them. I mean, we I pick his brain a lot. We go back and forth with ideas. Um, Mike Ryan at Billing Central, Mike Erickson in, in Lockwood. These are some of the veteran guys that if I have a question or if I'm not sure what I'm doing, that's they're the first people I talk to. Um, and then, you know, around the country, ADs, I, I, I started following a lot of people on LinkedIn. I mean, I think that's how I found you. I, I was listening to your podcast when you first started during COVID. I'd go on walks and just listen for hours and hours and um, just hearing things like that from ADs. And we're a small community in eastern Montana, but everyone has the same issues, the same questions, the same problems, the same concerns, whether you're in New York or Florida or wherever. It's, it's just good to hear that there's people out there that I can reach out to if I have questions and people like you that are willing to answer those questions. So it's really good to have those resources out there. Wow. I really appreciate the shout out. And again, we, we've really enjoyed, um, you know, hearing those types of stories about, you know, people that have listened to you know, the stories and it's not me. Uh, I'm just the guy asking the questions, but, you know, athletic directors around the country and you're absolutely right. Uh, we all face challenges with scheduling and budget or you know, working with parents and hiring new coaches. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of fun sharing the stories. Hopefully you guys have fun, uh, uh, you know, telling those stories. And I love how you talked about mentors uh, so often. And it's not a bad thing, but I think so often, uh, you know, we look at those mentors that we had growing up and we don't acknowledge the mentors that we have right now every day in our profession. Uh, and I think our profession of athletic administration is one of those that is just over the top compared to other professions, helpful and I guess mentoring is the word. So, uh, you know, great shout out to all those ADs that you're currently working with and that you count as mentors. Very cool. Uh, for our listeners, uh, our guest today is Chris Lee. He's a registered athletic administrator and he's the activities director at Sydney Public Schools, as he said, in Eastern Montana. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class branded content for your school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Use the uh, discount for the podcast. That's ADPOD10, adpod one zero and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Start creating custom branded content for your school's social media channels. Welcome back, everyone, to the Education Lady Podcast. Our guest is Chris Lee from Montana. Chris, uh, we always have our guests share uh, their journey and kind of where they're at with their NIAAA and their state association. So, uh, Share a little bit. How did you first find out about the Montana Association and, and tell our listeners where you're at again with your NIAAA journey? Sure. Um, so we in Northeast Montana, we have a group. It's it's just called the Northeast MIAAA. Um, it's it's about 30 schools and Sydney, my, myself, I'm the only class A representative in our region. Um, we <laughs> Montana's notorious. We travel a lot. Um, you know, in Eastern, we're 12 miles from North Dakota and Libby, Montana is 12 miles from Idaho. So there's, they're both class A schools. We, 
we're notorious for the travel, but up in the Northeast, we're the only class A school. Um, so we have a lot of smaller schools, class C, class B, um, but that group is great. That was my first real introduction. I had no idea what that acronym meant. I didn't know what I was going to. I just was told I need to be at this meeting and, and represent our school and, and be there and listen and, and be a part of it. So I went to the first meeting in Wolf Point and um, that one is much more regional focused. You know, we're working on our groups scheduling with our regional area. Um, and then, you know, you break off into class C, class B groups and, and have some more meetings there. But so that was my first intro. Um, and then I got involved with the state association. We meet twice a year, I think it is. Um, and in my first year, Rick Phillips out of Belgrade, now he's over in Washington, but he was kind of the main state leader for MIAAA, um, really trying to get those LTI courses to come to Montana, try to put on a workshop um, and just try to educate the rest of the ADs in Montana of what the national group is, what the resources are that are available. Um, so in my first year, the summer after I started my first year, I got to go to the section eight meeting in uh, Washington um, that summer. And that's where I did my three RAA classes um, I got to do those in person at that workshop and get my RAA. Um, so that was after year one. I already I've had that RAA now for four years, um, and I've I've started working on my certified athletic administrator. So I've done the two courses for that. Um, just need to find some time to take that test and get that completed. Um, and then the goal obviously would be to get my CMAA. Um, and like Brenner said, he's the second or third one. I'd like to be the fourth or fifth or whatever it is, and then still encourage folks in the state, you know, what are the benefits? The last time we met in Wolf Point, you know, Brenner and I got to talk about what are the benefits of being part of the national organization? Um, what are the resources available? What's the national conference like? I haven't been to it yet, but I'd love to go. Um, and yeah, I, I, like I said, in college, I was a part of NERSA, so I knew coming into the job that there had to be some sort of organization like NERSA was where there's resources, there's networking available, there's professional development opportunities. Um, and I, I love that kind of stuff. I wanna be better at my job. I'm not an expert by any means, um, but I love it. I enjoy what I do. And I just wanna be the best I can for our student athletes and our coaches. Um, so being a part of the group really helps, you know, find that networking, find those people that can help you out um, the last two years, I was that Northeast group's president. Um, so I got to lead those meetings, which is another great experience. Um, and then I'm the current class A president, which isn't NIAAA related, but it's our conference. So I'm the, I get to lead those meetings, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm one of the veterans. I'm only going on year five, but people know to come to me if they have questions. You know, I love to be that resource. I love to read the books, um, just keep learning, keep growing. Um, and then keep sharing that knowledge. So I think the NIAAA is an outstanding organization to do that kind of stuff and be involved with something bigger than just our school. Oh, yeah. What a great uh, uh, public service <coughs> announcement for the NIAAA. Well done. And you touch on an important point, uh, whether it's a young AD or a, a veteran AD, is, is that taking that step to get involved. Um, you know, every state organization, you even talked about, you know, Montana is a big state, uh, a regional organization for athletic administrators, they're all looking for participation, they're looking for leadership, you know, people to run a committee or chair a committee. And, uh, you know, you picked up that baton. Uh, well done. Now, 
hurry up and get that uh, CAA exam scheduled and get started on that next level. Great, great stuff. For our listeners, our guest is Chris Lee. He's currently a registered athletic administrator, soon to be a certified athletic administrator. And he's the activities director at the Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. We're going to take another break. I know that's shocking, but uh, we want to give our sponsors a shout out. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Over 200,000 teams across the country and the world in over 40 sports use Huddle to help schools help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle has the tools to help every team, every coach, and every athlete improve. Go to huddle.com and see how you can start using their platform to help your athletes and teams play better. Huddle has a complete solution for the analysis portion of sports and performances. You know, whether it's the traditional Huddle platform or some of the new features that they have, go to huddle.com and see what they can do for you. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school and our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. To find out how Huddle can help you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their experts. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, Chris, now's the time uh, where I put you on the spot. Um, you know, you've been at Sydney now for a few years, but uh, we like to try and share best practices. So what are some of the things that you do with your teams, your coaches, your program that you're particularly proud of that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, um, I, I mean, there's a lot of things to narrow it down. It was kind of tough, you know, to figure out what what I wanted to talk about here. But I think, you know, one, Sydney's really rich in tradition. Um, we do a lot of things that we still did when I was in high school, which wasn't all that long ago, but there's stuff that's that's been done here for a very long time. And just keeping those traditions going, bringing back some things that, that I was familiar with, um, you know, no specific examples there, but just keeping tradition going, um, keeping that rich history going, things can always be improved, but um, I'm really proud of Sydney High School, Sydney, Montana, and, and we want to keep it that way and make sure our kids know how fortunate they are. Um, so one cool thing, um, we live in a community, you know, agriculture and the oil field are our two biggest industries, and we get a lot of resources, a lot of financial support, a lot of community support from people in our area. Um, so I'm not going to call this our best practice, but it's a new one, and it's something I just started this fall. Um, but I, I, I got a banner and I'm going to put it up in our concessions area. So, so the whole town can see it when they come to our events, but, um, it just, the banner just says, thank you, Sydney. And I, I went to each fall team this year. It was just kind of a me talking to the whole team type meeting. Um, I hadn't really done that in my first four years and I wanted to kind of twofold thing. One, just show them the, show them I'm here. I don't see all the kids every day. Um, show them who I am, introduce myself again. You know, I do stuff at the parents' meetings. I, I get to talk to the coaches all the time, but I don't always get to talk to those teams, you know, in my setting. So 
I went to each team. I had a purpose to, you know, communicate some things, reiterate some stuff from the parents' meetings, talk about that kind of stuff. But then I did this thank you, Sydney thing. And I'm, I'm going to share you my example. So I told the kids, I gave them all an index card, um, just a small index card. And they had to think of somebody in town. It couldn't be a relative and it couldn't be a teammate. That was my two rules. Um, but just somebody that they wanted to thank, whether that was a local business, an individual, somebody that helped them when they were younger, someone that they know supports the teams, things like that. So um, Craig Price, it's, this is a shout out to one of our old guys in town that helps us with everything I wrote. This is my thank you. I wrote, Craig Price, thank you for being a huge supporter of the Sydney Eagles. You attend many games and events and stay involved in many groups with our students. Thanks for everything. Um, Craig was a guy when I was a kid, he would literally come to everything. And he was, you know, even when I was in high school, he was the old guy that would stop the players after the game and say, you were really fun to watch. That was a great game. Win or lose, it didn't matter. He, he loved to come and meet the kids and, and just tell them, you know, I love watching you play. And, and I thought that was awesome as a high schooler. Um, and he still does it today. He's involved with our Leo club, you know, one of our groups in the school, um, just a really good community member. So I wanted to say thank you to him. And then I got this stack here, you know, I have, you know, 300 some index cards from all the students that have a thank you message to someone in town. So I'm going to hang those up on the wall introduce it to our community, let them come and take a look and see who they're, if they're on the wall to be thanked and things like that. So I, I don't want to call it a best practice. I hope it is soon. I'm, it's, it's new, it's brand new, um, but I'm really proud of it. I want to say thank you to our people. You know, I, I do a lot of asking for money for fundraising and things. Our kids do a lot of fundraising um, and, and they need to appreciate and, and know that there's a lot of help in this town that, that, that might go unnoticed at times. So Pretty proud of that one, brand new, but I'm hoping that builds and, and becomes something pretty cool here in Sydney. Um, and then I'd say the second thing I'm really proud of, you know, I, I don't want to say I started it, but our school switched <clears throat> to the Google platform. Um, and it's just an amazing resource. The way I can share things that I work on with secretaries, you know, transportation director, officials, um, coaches, the ability to just share everything. I have a document that they can look at, you know, our, our bus one, for example, I was told when I got the job, you got to call the transportation director every Monday, make sure your schedule's in line. And so the first Monday I went and met with him in person. I said, is this really how you have to do this? Do we, do I have to call you every Monday because things could change on Tuesday and then I got to call you back. So we have a shared document. I highlight it green. If it's brand new, if he looks at it, he makes it white. I mean, it's, it's super simple stuff like that, that, just make my job much easier, makes the secretary's job easier, the coaches, the officials. And like you said before, I'm here to help them. I'm here to support and do what I can to make things easier for them, um, more streamlined, things like that. So I think just the ability to use all the Google resources out there and share everything with live documents um, has just helped in every facet of my position. So um just a more AD specific thing that I'm pretty proud of that we do here. Oh, no, that, that uh, second one um, is actually going our Tech Tuesday tips, uh, you know, our weekly feature. And the first one, the cards, what a great way to connect, uh, you know, the generations, you know, your student athletes with the uh, people in the community. What a, a super idea. Chris, we'll do this at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, find out how you do things in Sydney, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? 
Yeah, I think email would be the, the best and fastest way. My email is C-L-E-E at Sydney, and it's S-I-D-N-E-Y, and then P-S, as in public schools, so sydneyps.com. Um, that's the easiest way. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, if people want to reach out, I've already had a few messages in the last couple of weeks on LinkedIn, which is great from people. I have no idea who they are, but they're in a similar role and asking questions or getting feedback. So I'm open to anything. I love to communicate. You know, if you got questions, need something, I'm happy to help. Oh, well, thanks again for sharing. We'll do that again at the end of the podcast. Our listeners, uh, our guest today is Chris Lee from Sydney Public Schools, Montana. We're going to take another break. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to SnapRaise for their support of the podcast. Go to snapraise.com and see how better fundraising can make for a better program. Get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. There's no upfront cost. You can track the participation. Your data is secure, and it works. Our coaches use SnapRaise for a number of fundraisers, and it was just fantastic. As an athletic director, I knew what was going on, but I wasn't involved. And choosing the best fundraiser for you and your school is critical, and you can put the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference to work for your school. As I mentioned, it's safe and secure, it's easy, and it works. Go to SnapRaise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped programs just like yours raise using SnapRaise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to SnapRaise.com and get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Chris, one of the questions we've been asking pretty much since the very beginning of the podcast has to do with social awareness. And so my question is, how can an athletic director do a better job of being socially aware for their community? Do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm going to relate this mostly to the kids. I mean, that's what we're here for. That's what, that's why we teach. That's why we coach is, is to better our kids and, and make them, you know, outstanding citizens in the community and, and go out to college or the workforce or the military or whatever their path is, um, trying to set them up for success. So I think, um, you know, in my position, like I said before, I don't get to see the kids every day. There's a, there's a few that I see a lot of, and there's some that I don't even know who they are. And, and it's tough to say that, but there's, you know, we're not a huge school, but I just don't have that opportunity to go see them every day. So making myself available, um, knowing that, that I have an open door policy that if anybody wants to talk, anybody wants to ask questions, you know, I always, the first thing I say if they come in is, have you talked to the coach? Have you talked to your teacher? Have you talked to your parents? Because those three, you know, they need to be involved if there's things going on that you need help with or have questions about. So um, making sure they know those steps first, but then just being available. Um, if, if kids have questions, need things, um, being a resource for them, helping them through this tough high school world that they're in. So um, ways to be socially aware. I think you got to get to their level. You got to be on social media. You have to know, you know, what their life is like. Sorry, there's our <laughs> start of the school day bell there. Um, no here, one second. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have bells ringing or phones going off. So no worries.
Still there? Yeah, I'm here. That was they were doing our pledge of allegiance there. I don't, oh. I, I don't know if you can edit that out a little bit or <laughs> if we need to start over or what we got to do there. But sorry about that. Oh no, um, we're good. But yeah, just you know, getting to those kids' level, um, knowing what they're doing on social media. Um, you don't have to be their friend, but you got to be a resource for them. You got to know what they're going through in life, um, and and just you know, knowing what's going on, asking questions. Um, you know, I, I, I like to be a part of their life, whether they want it or not, you know, you're there to help them. Um, you're there to be a resource, like I said before. So I think just being aware of, of what those kids are going through day to day and, and knowing that you're there to help is really important for them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot about, you know, how the relationships <clears throat> with the kids, with your coaches or your parents, it allows you to do your job so much better. You know, uh, the, the cliche talking about kids, you know, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It, it's a cliche because it's true. Okay. And, and so, as you mentioned, you don't have to be their quote friend, but you do have to get out there and, and know what they're dealing with. Okay. Great stuff. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Chris Lee. He's the activities director at Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's Athletic Hall of Fame or your school's athletic record boards for all the sports, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their touchscreen consoles and their library of templates. Okay, They've got a mission to help you bring your school's legacy to life. And their touchscreen consoles can let you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only create revenue for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to find out more. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Chris, you and I were talking during the break uh, about sportsmanship, and you mentioned that you've got some uh, neat sportsmanship initiatives um, starting uh, in your programs. Uh, share, share that with our uh, listeners. Yeah, so last year I started a class actually in the school. It's, a, you know, I, I wanted to get back into teaching or, or start teaching um, with my phi ed degree, um, and I I started a intro to coaching and officiating class. And last year it was a full term class all year long, um, open to juniors and seniors as an elective. And I, the goal of the class isn't necessarily to have students become officials or coaches when they get out of high school. Obviously we want to see that, we wanna introduce it to them, but 
I wanted the students to get a better understanding of how the games work, what the officials are doing, what the coaches have to go through behind the scenes, um, get them to become a better fan of the game, whether they're watching that on, on Sunday night on TV or, or on Friday night up in the stands. Um, so just a way to reach out to the kids, get them educated. Um, we use the NFHS Learn platform a lot. A lot of those you know, free courses that you can find there with coaching and officiating. Um, and then we, we dive in a lot to sportsmanship, leadership, things like that, and, and have those topics a lot. And then in Montana, we do an aim higher program. It's um, partnered with the National Guard in Montana and our state association puts on workshops three or four or five a year throughout the state. Um, and Sydney actually has the opportunity to host it next Wednesday. Um, so it's, it's really a, a workshop for students. Um, you know, it's, it's a regional thing. So we'll get kids from all around our area to come to Sydney. Um, and it's focused on mentorship, leadership, and uh, sportsmanship. So those are the three pillars of the program. Um, just to introduce it to them again, like my class is kind of geared towards um, showing them that their participation is very valuable to their lives for the rest of their life, um, showing them the respect um, that the coaches, the officials, the opponents, your teammates all deserve, and that we should be showing at all times. And you know, finding those mentors and, and leaders in your community and, and becoming one of them. So uh, it's a really good program our state puts on. Um, I'm really happy that Sydney is going to be able to host it and, and we continue to do things like this. So um, just wanted to give a shout out to that program and, and kind of what I'm trying to do here in Sydney of, you know, we need more officials, we need more coaches, it's, it's getting harder and harder to find the right people and people that want to put in the time and commitment to do that. So um, introducing them to these things while they're in high school. They're not just the player on the field, but they can learn and, and do this stuff in the future. So um, just wanted to share a little bit about what we're doing in, in Sydney and in Montana. No, I, I think it's a great idea, great initiative. And uh, it, it kind of takes me back, uh, gosh, maybe 15 years uh, when I was doing my CMAA and it was on student involvement and student-led uh, sportsmanship. And we didn't have any you know, a bad uh, sportsmanship policy, but it was one of those things where I thought we could do better. And, and I think this is one of those things, you know, uh, you know, getting the, the students involved. Very cool stuff. Chris, this has been neat uh, spending some time with you, finding out a little bit more about your program. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, you're certainly no uh, rookie AD, but... Uh, in just a moment, uh, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD on their very first job. Uh, we're going to hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsored the Toolbox segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Chris Lee is going to put in his Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve every aspect of your athletic department. At my schools, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, uh, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back was almost always over-the-top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit and sometimes they'd share a small issue that you could address 
and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com and get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back to the podcast. We've been spending time with Chris Lee, registered athletic administrator from Sydney Public Schools in Sydney, Montana. Chris, um, you know, we've already established, you know, you're uh, an experienced AD, but right now uh, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to send out a brand new AD on the very first job. What three tools are going to go into Chris Lee's athletic director toolbox? Yeah, I think um, first one I'll talk about, I've, I've already mentioned, it would just be the Google suite, the Google apps. Um, if you're brand new to this job, you got to find the quickest, easiest way to do things. And that's not the case for everything. Um, you don't want to cut corners. You don't want to cheat through things. Um, but whatever way you can streamline the work you do and make yourself more efficient, um, us switching to Google, what, I mean, it happened my second year on the job. So it was a learning experience right away. I was already familiar, familiar with some of the stuff, used it personally. Um, but whatever way you can share information um, helps a ton. If you can have that communication with transportation, your, your officials, you know, who pays your officials, um, all of that kind of stuff. It's, if it's quick and painless and it makes their job easier and your job easier, do it. Find a way to do that. And for, for us, Google Apps and all of the different resources available there has been a tremendous help. Um, the, the second one is, is again, technology related. There, there's all kinds of stuff out there. I mean, all, all of your sponsors are great. There's so many opportunities to use technology to your advantage, um, to your fans' advantage, to your parents, your kids, your coaches, your officials. Um, there's so many resources out there. And you know, if you're a new AD, you're going to get those emails. Those salesmen are really good at their jobs. They're going to hound you. They're going to, you know, tell you that their product is the best. But I would say, you know, advice is to do your research on them. Don't just believe everything you hear. You got to do your own research. You got to ask questions to, you know, other ADs, find out what is going to be the best for you. And maybe your state association has rules on which things you can use or can't use. There's corporate sponsors, things like that. So, um, you know, just some examples that we use here in Sydney, we we're a dragonfly school um, for our athletics. Um, it's it's a, a way to keep our, our students paperwork in line, our rosters, um, all that kind of stuff. There's communication features that we could use. Um, Huddle's another big one that we use here. We just hired a new volleyball coach this year and, and I'm introducing him to Huddle and, and all the resources available there, all the tools that they can have that makes their team, their athletes better. Um, the recruiting involved with that is really a benefit as well. Um, we use NFHS Network here in Sydney and in Montana. Montana is a really big, big state, a lot of travel. So there's not a lot of opportunities to go to all of our away games for our fans, our grandparents, you know, NFHS Network and, and any live streaming you can do where fans can log in, watch online, watch on their TV at home um, is a huge huge benefit. Um, and then you get some money back. People pay for those subscriptions. Your school is going to see some of that. Your state's going to see some of that. Um, but if you got grandparents down in Arizona, they can watch you on Friday night. Um, and that's a huge benefit. That's great to have. Um, we're going to start using GoFan for digital ticketing here soon. 
um, just another easy resource. People show up on their, you know, show their phone that they have a ticket, get in the door. You don't have to deal with the cash exchange. Um, you know, just things like that. These are just some examples we use, but I would say to a new AD, find that technology, like I said before, that makes your job easier, makes things more streamlined, faster. Um, I've talked to some of the older ADs in the state and this profession has changed tremendously in the last 10, 15 years um, with the addition of all this technology and stuff. So I would just say, do your research, make sure you know what you're getting into and that you're educated on it. Um, I, I heard the joke early in my profession that AD doesn't stand for athletic director or activities director. It stands for all duties. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard that before being in this for a long time, but it literally does. One of the reasons we had to reschedule this interview, I had to drive our golf team to Billings, Montana for their JV golf meet. So um, it, it changes daily. There's things that come up and you got to drop what you're doing and, and take care of it immediately. So um, whatever technology you can find that help you do that, I would, I would say go for it. Um, and then the third, I would say just get educated, you know, be a part of NIAAA, read the books, read, you know, listen to the podcast. If you're listening right now, you're already a step ahead, in my opinion. You're, you're educating yourself. Um, you're, you're trying to get better. You're trying to learn. And that in turn helps your students, your coaches, everything else. So um, many books out there, yours are great. You know, there's other great ADs that have shared their information and, and want to help the profession. So I'd say to a new AD, find a book, read it, educate yourself and, and learn from it. So find those resources and, and keep improving. There you go. I, uh, I was uh, muted there. I'm a professional podcaster. Uh, great ideas. Thanks for the shout out on the books too, but also on the tech uh, stuff. Um, you know, your point, get educated as an athletic director. There's a lot of different apps out there. There's a lot of things that can help you out. Find the ones that best fit uh, you and your school and your program. Great stuff. Thanks for sharing. Uh, one more time, Chris, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, sounds like they should. Uh, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Yeah, I guess I said before the easiest is email. The easiest is my cell phone number. And I joke in Sydney that everyone and their dog has my cell phone number. So I won't give it out on the podcast, but um, I will give my email. It's C-L-E-E -E at Sydney P-S. That's S-I-D-N-E-Y-P-S dot com. Um, shoot me an email, ask me questions, whatever you need. Um, social media, I'm on all the platforms. You can find me there. So yeah, always available. Well, Chris Lee, Sydney Public School, Sydney, Montana. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best moving forward. Thank you very much, Jake. Thanks for having me. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Uh, one more time, we want to give a shout out to our two new partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Uh, Jen Brooks is great organization. Uh, go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org for more information. And we want to thank our new partner, We Coach. Uh, Vanessa Fuchs is the CEO of We Coach. Um, 
you know, great program, uh, more focused on the college level, but also for high school folks, go to wecoachsports.org. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Everybody have a great day.